0: You're now listening to the United Resonance Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron McGee. Thank you for tuning in. Before we get started, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. To do that, go check out the United Resonance Podcast on Facebook, at United Resonance on Instagram and www.unitedresonance.com I'm excited about this episode. Today we're talking about songwriting. Let this meditative music soothe you. Oh man. Okay, so that that wasn't an attempt at being uh, meditative, <laughs> but that was actually an experiment I was doing with regards to the song I'm going to talk about today. So this episode, it's all about songwriting, and um, I'm going to do a series of episodes, maybe not consecutively, but I'm going to do a series of episodes called "Give the Writers Some." And so today, I'm talking about. Um, Eleanor Rigby being the song and I'm talking about the Beatles. So I believe the guys who wrote um the members of the Beatles that wrote um Eleanor Rigby we're talking about uh Mr. John Lennon and Mr. Paul McCartney. So to kick this whole thing off um and so that again that little cover music I did shout out to A company that will remain nameless because I'm not doing free advertising, (laughs) but I love using their plugins and their software for uh, production and arranging and everything else. So uh, shout out to that company (laughs) Um, allowing me to uh, kind of play around and experiment with uh, some colors and some things that they have. That was all software. So that was pretty cool. So to kick this whole thing off, let's start here. The United Resonance podcast is all about music that makes us feel. I started taking a songwriting course through Berklee College of Music um, through their Coursera offerings some time ago to better understand putting pen to paper and creating stories beyond what I've long aspired to do in just playing and arranging music. One of the things I love about this course is that it forces me to do a few things right out of the gate. So the first of them, it is to just sit and listen to music. I think that most people can attest to turning on music just to breeze through life's moments versus sitting and active listening. To me, sitting and active listening, just listening to the music attentively, that's when you begin to treat the music like the artwork it truly is. So I think um, it's very common. I don't want to say... Most people, because I don't know most people, I know myself and I know a few people, but I want to say I, I, it is pretty common that people turn on music just to fill in the space where, um, you know, some of the music that we listen to, it, there's actual art in it, there's actual storytelling in it, and it's beautiful. And then the second thing that this uh, course has forced me to do, um, it is to listen to songs selected by uh, the professor. So, Mister Pat Pattinson Uh, that demonstrate key concepts for each of the lessons that we have gone through. And so in this episode, I want to focus on the very first song on the list uh, for this course and the very first lesson um, in talking about how we support key concepts about idea development and songwriting. So like I said, I want to talk about Eleanor Rigby. And... um, That's my song of choice. It's actually one of my uh, favorite songs by the Beatles. And uh, it is actually a sad song. I feel like if someone says their favorite song, it's something that maybe makes them happy or brings joy in some kind of way to them. But um, I think for me, this is my favorite song because of the songwriting. So the first time I ever listened to the song, I had heard of the title of the song before through different pop culture references and different things like that. But I never really stopped to listen to the Beatles until like a few years ago when I started this class. And so, um, you know, when I when I listened to this song, it's like I, I I kept it on repeat when I first started listening to it. I probably listened to it a dozen straight times because I was just kind of enamored and impressed with the songwriting. So with that said, I really want to just jump right into the lyrics and talk talk this thing. So, um, like I said, I think when people say uh, a song is one of their favorite songs, it somehow brings them joy, you know, elation, happiness, one of those things. But for me, it's just the songwriting and being impressed with like the the development of an idea and making that idea gain weight throughout the song. And so it's more of an appreciation of the art and less of a, you know, I'm happy about the way it made me feel. Because this song made me sad. (laughs) This song made me sad, but it's so weird because I listen to it, like I said, on repeat. And um, if I ever go back and listen to it, I'm walking around the house whistling it. I'm walking around work whistling it, whatever, because I'm just, it's, it's, the music under the lyrics, it's very catchy. But again, the song is it's sad. So let's get right into it. So the song is called Eleanor Rigby. This is a song written by the Beatles, uh, most specifically Paul McCartney and John Lennon. And if I'm not mistaken, this is from the Yellow Submarine album. Um, so just jumping into the lyrics and getting right into this thing. Um, the song starts out and I'm not going to sing it because that would be terrible. Um, I definitely want you guys to come back and listen to the podcast more. So, <laughs> I'm not going to do that to you. But uh, it starts out, I look at all the lonely people. Um, and it says that line twice. I look at all the, the lonely people. It's kind of like witnessing and observing all of the lonely people. But what does that mean? It's just an idea. It's like the start of an idea. And uh, I'm going to jump really quickly out of these specific lyrics and into the class and the coursework and why I was so impressed with this song as an example to support the concept of uh, idea development, so that very first lesson, it was actually about how you take an idea and you make it gain weight throughout a song. And so you start off with these three boxes. You start off with an idea, and then you start off with a box, and you 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 put something very simple in that first box. And each of these three boxes, one is bigger than the last. And so your small box, your first box, it's got something very simple in it. And your second box, it encompasses that smaller box and it's got more information or it's got more to it that adds weight to the song. And I'm going to get into, like, how do you add weight to the song? I'm going to get into that in just a minute or so. And then that third box is like, oh, okay, it contains both box one and two and it's adding even more weight to the song. So the very simple idea of the song it's not necessarily um, the character, the main character, but it's the idea of lonely people. And the main characters, in this case, because it's two of them, they're used as an example to talk about loneliness. And uh, it's, it's really sad. So getting right into verse one, um, I'm going to read the lyrics to you. So it's Eleanor Rigby picks up the rice in the church where a wedding has been. Eleanor Rigby, our main character, she picks up the rice in the church where a wedding has been, lives in a dream, waits at the window, wearing the face that she keeps in a jar by the door. Who is it for? And it's like, oh, man, it's a that's a setup for Eleanor Rigby is lonely. She's waiting for something that she's waiting for someone that'll never come. But even bigger than that, she's waiting for someone that doesn't even exist you know that's kind of like my takeaway from that first verse and that's that's the idea of the concept it's like you know she's she's living in a dream the closest that she'll ever be to getting married is picking up the rice off the floor of a church where there had already been a wedding that's the closest she's going to be to being a bride sadness sadness and she's waiting and you know it the the lyrics really paint a picture here um waits at the window wearing the face that she keeps in a jar by the door Who is it for? So when I first was analyzing the song, I I started laughing because I'm a goofy guy. And so I'm always looking at things like, oh, man, this could be an awesome SNL skit. (laughs) But I'm like, you know, she's waiting at the window for someone that doesn't even exist. She got her MAC makeup. She's just sitting there. She, you know, every night goes, puts on that makeup, waits at that window. But who is she getting dolled up for? Nobody. But it's, it's outside of my own personal goofiness, it's like, man, that's really sad. That's sad imagery. You know, painting the picture of a woman waiting for something for someone, like I said, I'm trying to be careful with my words, and I say something that doesn't exist, but someone that doesn't exist." And I guess maybe the something that doesn't exist for her, in this case, might be companionship. And so uh... It's it's really sad, and so that's like the the beginning of the song. That's you know how we get this start of analyzing lonely people. And if you notice the um, the uh, point of view of the lyrics of the songwriting, it's from like third person narrative, where they don't actually have access to you know Eleanor Rigby's feelings, but through painting the picture of these are the things that Eleanor Rigby does, we kind of can assume. Man, this is a very lonely existence. This is a, an existence without companionship. It's sad. But they certainly do a great job painting that picture. And then into the course, all the lonely people, where do they all come from? All the lonely people, where do they all belong? And it's like you, we have the information about Eleanor Rigby. We don't know how she feels, but we know looking at the things that she does, living vicariously through someone who is actually a bride, you know, waiting hopelessly for a lover, perhaps that does not exist, a suitor that does not exist um, in her life. That's like, oh man, that's sad, and she's lonely. So the song gains weight, and then it gains even more weight when we get into verse two, because um, like the whole song could have really just been written exclusively about Eleanor Rigby, but the idea is the lonely people. We're looking at the lonely people in plural not just the lonely person. And so to make this idea of lonely people gain weight, they simply brought in another character to look at, Father McKenzie. Okay, so the lyrics to verse 2 goes, Father McKenzie writing the words of a sermon that no one will hear, no one comes near. Look at him working, darning his socks in the night when there's nobody there. What does he care? Again, so we're peering into the life of someone else and we see that Man, just loneliness. Um, he's, a, uh, he's a priest, he's a father, a reverend, whatever. Um, he's a spiritual leader, and part of what he does is write sermons. But guess what? Nobody's coming to listen to them. And so I just have this image in my head of, you know, someone, you know, preaching and offering salvation to empty pews. There's nobody's there. No one comes near. No one even comes close. He's working at it, but no one even comes close. And then it goes on, like, you know, look at him working, darning his socks. I had to go look up what darning meant. Because when I heard the song initially, I thought it said donning. To me, it's like, oh, he's wearing his socks. And it still kind of supports the idea of, like, why are you wearing, you know, your nice socks? And no one's home but you. What do you care? (laughs) But I, I, you know, looking through different uh, reference sites for what are the actual lyrics, this one says "darning his socks in the night," and I think "darning" means like he's fixing his socks. Um, you know, whatever the case may be, and it's like, what do you care to even fix your socks? You don't have companionship; <laughs> you have loneliness, and so it's it's sad. But it's like you have this imagery of you know what this person does in their everyday life, and it's hard to miss that imagery of. These people, they do these things out of a lonely existence. And, you know, the narrator is asking the question, you know, what do you care? Or he asked the question to Eleanor Rigby, you know, about her putting on her putting on a face in a jar. That to me means makeup. Who are you putting makeup on for? And it's like, oh, man. And so then we get back into the the chorus. um, All the lonely people, where do they all come from? All the lonely people, where do they all belong? And um, back to the bridge of I look at all the lonely people. And then let's go to verse 3. Verse 3 is the heaviest of all. Appropriately so. So I like what they decided to do. Which is they brought Eleanor Rigby and Father McKenzie together. Now I feel like um, in popular culture, in art, when you have two characters of opposite sexes, there's always this tendency, I think, in our minds that there's companionship that is meant for them to with one another, or there's a romantic relationship meant for the two of them, or whatever. And so um, this verse gains the most weight, or the song gains the most weight at this point, where these two are brought together. And so As I'm saying this, if you've never heard the song before, if you don't know the lyrics, you might think, oh, they're brought together. So these two lonely people are brought together. That's the end of the loneliness, isn't it? It is not. (laughs) If you know the song, you know what I'm talking about. So verse three goes, uh, Eleanor Rigby died in the church and was buried along with her name. And I thought uh, I'm pausing here. I thought when I first heard the song, I thought it said she was buried alone with her name, buried by herself with no companionship. And her name, her family name, her mother's last name or her father's last name, but not the last name of a spouse or a suitor or anything, buried alone. All right, so back to it. Eleanor Rigby died in the church and was buried along with her name. Nobody came. Father Mackenzie wiping the dirt from his hands as he walks from the grave. No one was saved. And so, yet again, we're dealing with the loneliness of these two where. Okay, so they're brought together, but it's still loneliness and it's sad and it's depressing because it's like, you know, Eleanor Rigby, you just kind of assume she lived some length of a life. Right. At least adulthood. Some some length of life into adulthood. And she died alone. And Father McKenzie buried her alone. And it's sad. No one came to Eleanor Rigby's funeral and no one. Um, you know, the last line of um the that third verse is no one was saved, which is kind of a um it's it's a shout back to um both nobody came to Eleanor Rigby's funeral, but also it's a shout back at um Father McKenzie, he's writing words of sermons that no one comes to hear. And so there's still that loneliness even there for him, even outside of if this song is not about you know, maybe they find romantic companionship or romantic relationship between the two of them because we brought them together in the lyrics. It's even just, you know, um, Father McKenzie has no one there with him even to share, you know, even to offer salvation to, (laughs) if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, no one's, no one was saved. No one heard his eulogy. No one heard what he had to say, either about Eleanor Rigby, if he knew Eleanor or about salvation itself and, you know, what perhaps the Bible says about, um, you know, death and trusting God in death and, and um, you know, to be absent from the body is to be present with God. All of that, right? No one was saved. No one came to the funeral. No one heard anything, Father, still. No one's still hearing anything Father McKenzie has to say. And so it's kind of sad. But, um, you know, there's no— there's no better way for me to say, you know, grasp the sadness of this song and appreciate the lyrics of it than to say, go listen to the song. It's a it's an interesting song for sure. Like I said, it's one of my favorite uh, songs by the Beatles. Um, I really enjoy it. Again, it's it's kind of sad. And so if you are triggered by, you know, sadness and loneliness and the prospect of being alone, I say maybe don't go listen to it. But, um, it, you know if you just really want to appreciate the art and appreciate how you can develop a simple idea, in this case, they developed the simple idea of of loneliness and made it grow so much so that they talked about not only the loneliness of a single person, but the loneliness of two people and how those two people actually crossed paths. But the way in which they crossed paths was very sad and it still ends up being lonely. If that's not gaining weight, I don't know what is. (laughs) <laughs> so uh again I, i'm so happy to be doing this series and talking about um you know the songs that i like and um you know appreciating songwriters and lyricists and everything else and you know the art form of songwriting and so i i'm grateful that you took a, took the time to listen to the podcast on today however you listen to podcasts so grateful and i'm looking forward to continuing this series but also doing some other things as well so stay tuned Please continue to listen to the United Resonance podcast. Go support the Facebook page, the Instagram page, as well as the website. All right, take care, guys.